Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean I'm going to do today's show in my NPR voice Oh man, that is a great way to get people to turn this off immediately This episode brought to you by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation Also by Listeners like you. Oh man, I'm I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm falling asleep right now. Yo, I'm I love getting NPR. the fuck out of here, <laughs> dude. You and like everybody I know, like Mitch listens to that re- religiously. Half really? the people I work with listen to that religiously, and I'm just like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, what am like, I? F- I like being blissfully unaware of what's going on around me. Fair enough, man. That that is a a real blessing. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I am. I guarantee you, one thousand times percent happier in my general day to day than people that listen to the news all the time. <laughs> Does that make me uninformed? Probably. Definitely. <laughs> I feel like that's a good that's a good trade off. Insert shoulder shrug gif here. Yeah, for sure, man. Like. I wish I could. It, uh, my life would be much better. I know it would. So I, I, I definitely envy you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel compelled to listen to the news? <laughs> At this point, I don't know. It's like I do enjoy it too. Like my, I love my drive into work in the morning when it's dark out and it's just me and I've got a cup of coffee and I'm listening to NPR and I'm just. It's a, it's a relaxing thing for me. I like it on the way home too. It's a nice way to unwind. It's a good. <laughs> I like. I've always liked talk radio. I think that's why I was like initially so drawn to podcast in general, because I like that more than music, because, I don't know, I've heard everything a thousand times, you know? So Yeah. I listen to way more podcasts than music. Like I do, too, yeah. Like, bar none. Just because, and like, kind of like what you're saying, get, you know, driving in early and you're listening to something familiar. Man, I don't think there's a morning that I get up and get ready for work or like do work or even in the shower, man, like I'll have like a wrestling podcast on. That's so fucking awesome because I was going to say I bought a radio shower specifically so I could connect Bluetooth to it and listen to podcasts while I shower. Absolutely, dude. The first thing I do, right? The first thing I do every time I get in the shower is hit the little button on the sound of the JBL uh, waterproof speaker. It connects, and I stand there in the shower, in the hot shower for a couple minutes, and I just find a podcast to listen to, and then shower. It's the greatest, like, seven minutes ever. What's dope is that mine also has a built-in radio, so of course I have NPR programmed, so I can also listen to NPR in the shower, should I choose, which I do some mornings. You are fucking sadistic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just living life, man. Being as pretentious as possible. That's how I get through it. <laughs> well, that's that's a way to do it. Uh, so we'll get to this movie in a little bit. But I was just reading uh, a little thing on this movie, and it was and it said in it, brought to you by the studio Neon, which is like the new A24. And I was like, I've never heard of Neon before, but that is a high bar. If yeah, uh, they're, if they're setting it up. If they're uh, comparing it to A24, like now it makes me want to check out other movies by Neon just to see if if that's true, you know? You want to see if they actually hold up to that? I mean, yeah. Yeah, okay. Hold up to that bar. I won't say that the movie that we watched was as out there as like an A24 movie, but no. I could see what where they're what they're getting at. Uh, yeah, uh, Sean. Yo. What is your favorite cut of the pig to eat? Uh, pork belly. You like the pork belly? Okay, man, you're ready for that too. Nice. Uh, it's the first thing that came to my head. Um, man, I love ramen, dude. Ramen is, like, one Mm -hmm. of my favorite things and, like, a good old, like, a good old chosu, choshu cut or whatever it's called is like where they take the pork belly and mm-hmm. they like roll it up nice and tight. They're marinated, get a nice little slice on that. Oh, it's like melting your mouth deliciousness, <laughs> man. What about you, dude? Uh, well, I I don't know. I'm a big fan of pork belly too. There's this Mexican 
restaurant I used to go to in Indy when we'd go up there that they had pork belly tacos, which were just... Dude, that sounds like fucking heaven, man. (laughs) They were really good. I'm also, I'm, you know, man generalities. I'm a big, big fan of bacon. Okay. I like bacon in almost all forms, but I'm a big fan of a thick cut peppered bacon. That's a... that's almost like like a like a pig jerky. Like mm-hmm. when you get to that status, sounds pretty good. Like a nice thick cut. Are you are you a bacon dry. dude? Uh, no, no, okay. no, not really. Like I will eat bacon, and I will say that where I work, not eating bacon is a struggle, considering I'm surrounded by like six pounds of cooked bacon at any given point of my sure. day. If I'm not in my office. Me. Uh, but I will never order bacon. Okay. Like I am the guy that will, like if I go to a diner, I'm not getting anything with bacon. I get sausage all day. All right. Well, I guess that you wouldn't have really an answer to my question. I was going to ask if you're like a crispy bacon type guy or. I prefer crispy over like the soggy, like you're chewing Mm. on a fucking tongue stuff. Oh man. I love that soggy bacon. Ah man, that's so nasty, give me, dude. Give me that choo choo. <laughs> that's my favorite, you know. <laughs> dude, it's just like it's like bacon flavored bubble gum. And like yeah. when you when you say when I say it like that, it doesn't sound awful until you're chewing on a oh, I don't know about I don't that. Bacon flavored bubble gum at all points sounds pretty terrible, I gotta say. <laughs> I don't like even the- like bacon on pizza. Really? I love bacon yeah. on pizza, man. Just don't like it. What I could never get into is like the uh the Jones holiday soda shit, man. Like I have no idea even what you're talking about. Like, do you know what even the Jones Soda Company is? Nope. Oh. I don't know if they made it all the way up there then. Jones Soda Company, they're a big thing, at least where I was from in Indiana. Uh, I was about to say, is do- it in North Carolina? I, I'm not that I've seen, but I don't really look for it. Honestly, I don't drink a lot of soda, but I just know that every Thanksgiving they put out the Thanksgiving dinner set where like they release a soda with each flavor of Thanksgiving. So there's turkey, there's mashed potato, Why? there's gravy, because they fuck it, man. It's whatever. Who cares? Jesus 2022. Christ. We're all going to die. Sean. <laughs> Let's drink soda that tastes like turkey. Dude, that's that's something I would expect out of like I would expect somebody to slap like a Fago label or something on that can of soda. I can't soda. believe you've never heard of this. It's a it's a huge thing. Or I thought not it was, up here. So. It's not. <laughs> that sounds awful. Not, but you do. You are familiar with Fago. Do you guys have Fago up there? I've never seen it. I've just mm. I've only seen you it uh, memed. Yeah, from the the juggalos. Yeah. Yeah. And we we already like kink shamed last time, so I'm not gonna get into the juggalos this time. But <laughs> what is but your favorite ICP song? <laughs> I couldn't name a single one. I could, man. I used to listen to ICP when I was younger. <laughs> you got a Hatchet Man tattoo? Let me. But find I do out. not have a Hatchet Man tattoo. I never. Here's the thing: like, I liked them in junior high when you're like sort of learning how to rebel. And then I remember being a freshman in high school and I got there and I saw the other people that listened to ICP and I was like, I don't want to listen to this music anymore. And I stopped. And and that just goes to show, you said freshman in high school, which has got to be what, 99, 2000? Uh, Yeah, it was 98, 99. Okay, so all the way back there, okay? Mm -hmm. It's 2022 right now, not to date this. But that shit is still happening. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Nothing has For changed. Sure. For sure. <laughs> so it's, everything uh, you just said, I just I I felt in here. That said, I, though, the uh, the ICP episode of Workaholics is one of my favorites. That's the top tier episode. I don't remember that one, but I will go out of my way to watch that. You should, man. It's a, it's a really good. The uh, the actual ICP are not in it. Uh, but it's uh, it's hot shit. They get down. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of glad that they're not in it. Dude, they were like prevalent on like wrestling back in the day. And I that do was, remember and that, that actually. That was cringy too. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. They, they fucked around. They hung out with the oddities, right? 
Yeah, they, that's the dude that had like the Cartman shirt, right? Yeah, or the the Cartman doll, and yeah, same thing. I think <laughs> that's what Al I. Al Snow ran around with him too, but yeah, I feel like ICP ran with him for a little bit. I feel okay, so I know for a fact we've talked about this in the past because I remember Brooks. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> messaging us and clarifying this up. So I am so glad that we've wrapped right back around to this. Mm-hmm. To, and to we still don't know. And we uh-huh. still don't know. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, it's okay-ish for me to not know because, like, I tepidly flirt with ICP and or wrestling. But, like, you're still pretty involved. Okay. But I guess- we're also talking I, uh, the 90s, and I do- wasn't a WWF kid, so. Both those are good points, and also, who is trying to remember the Juggalo era of WWF? <laughs> Nobody. The fact that I think even Brooks brought something up as a point to us in a message that was 10 minutes later disputed by a quick fact check just goes to show even a wrestler is like, I'm trying to scrub that from my mind. <laughs> <laughs> who is uh who do you well all right so just because i'm familiar with controversies i know that there was a controversy about a wrestler's name recently in the news oh yeah yep outside of that one gunther uh, what, stark what do you think is maybe the most offensive wrestler name oh fuck man you can <laughs> they're terrible right can you imagine yeah. like the 80s trying to be as over the top cartoony as possible. Like it's basically some... like taking uh like Mike Tyson's punch out and literally taking <laughs> any one of those super yes. stereotypical names and just like bringing <laughs> that over. Like yeah. Soda Popinski, like motherfucker uh-huh. was hammered from Russia. Like <laughs> And think... they even had to censor his name because yeah, I think his name was Vodka. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, I do not have an answer for that, but Gunther Stark is got to go down as one of the worst ever, considering that was literally the name of a Nazi, and a quick Google search would tell you that. <laughs> not only that, then they, like, for some reason tried to double down on it for a sec and be like, no, we're not going to kowtow to this, and then everybody was like, no, don't do that. They straight up ignored it, and then that <laughs> night he went with it, but they dropped the last name. So it's okay. It's okay because they dropped the last name and pulled their uh, trademark. Oh, man. Filing. That's so silly, I guess. So I ridiculous. How. Yep. I don't know how a billion-dollar corporation doesn't have a team to look into this shit, but that is hilarious. That is hilarious. This is completely unrelated, and it's something that I wanted to send to you earlier. Uh did you see the Gran Turismo uh, little trailer that came out today? Oh, no, I did not. Uh, that game looks freaking gorgeous. Not that well, yeah. any racing game literally hasn't, because they are the nicest looking games in the history of ever. Always. They lo- they are, I love racing games for that factor, and Gran Turismo's top tier. So, Yeah. Dude, you I'm can go, go back to that. like a PS2 Gran Turismo, and it still looks pretty good. PS1, also, like, it's polygonal, it's blocky, but they look like some decent cars. I remember when they, they started getting all weird because he was mapping the inside of the cars, I think, even still for the PS1 era. Like, <laughs> remember like, when they, that was uh, that was its own little controversy when they wanted to um, they wanted to get more in detail with, like, damage and stuff, and the car manufacturers were like, fuck, no, you're not. Because it would involve, like, them ruining cars to see, see like, actually how if... realistic the damage would be. Do you remember that? Yeah. Man, I forget. Like, I remember that being a controversy, but I remember it being, like, one of those, like, misinformation. Was that really what it was? Or I thought Don't it was Don't tell me about, that was like... fake news. Well, I think it was, like, a mix of <laughs> fake and real. I thought it was just, like, really they didn't want to program it, so... Th- for a while there, they just used that excuse. But then Forza came out, and it had full-on damage. And then they couldn't, like, get away with that excuse anymore. Oh, man, because this was, like, the burnout... This was, like, the burnout era. You remember when, like, burnout was mad popular, and the cars were getting destroyed? But see, yeah... Maybe you're like, right. Like, that was the excuse. But they still weren't, like, real cars in burnout. Exactly. And the, yeah. so I think maybe that's why it was uh, believable, that they're like, listen, these are real cars. They're not letting us do it. 
But now, like, literally every time we record together, I feel like I'm being hoodwinked by something I was told <laughs> when I was a kid. This is fucking bullshit, man. My childhood's a lie. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> that's the first step to becoming an adult, buddy. <laughs> God, I am 30-something. This is way too late in my life to realize <laughs> everything was bullshit. Yeah, now the nihilism really sets in. <laughs> man. You know how wild it would be if right now, like at this age, on this show, was when I found out that like Darth Vader was Luke's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow you'd gone through all my whole of life. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> impossible. Oh, but that man. would be great. Like that twist, or like what's another huge twist that like is just memed? Oh, fucking Snape kills Dumbledore. Whoa, 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 whoa. Spoilers. <laughs> Dude, I remember 2005, 2006. I that remember. Was, that was a terrible era. Yeah. To be like, online. It, people. Dude, not even online, but at work. I remember I was working at Linens and Things. Get it? Get this. I was a I was a betting, a betting associate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See you how that, that paid on the resume off. still? <laughs> no. Betting associate. <laughs> Betting specialist. And yeah, I man. do not claim that to anybody. You should put that on the Tinder profile, though, for sure. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I remember being there and being around, like, working around a ton of people, like, around my age. And the books were huge. And that book had just come out. And everybody was like, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. I have it. Spoilers. Spoilers. It was such a weird time. Such a weird time. I remember it being spoiled everywhere on the internet. And I remember it being spoiled for me because at that point, like, I didn't care. I'd never read a single Harry Potter. And I was like, oh. But, like, I never spoiled it for anybody. I just remember seeing it and it not affecting me. I did get, I got uh, Star Wars fucking Episode Seven spoiled. Which one was that? Where uh, Kylo Ren kills Han Solo. Like, Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. That got spoiled yeah. for me. Did he really kill him? I think Han hit the button. Who hit the button oh, first? Who shot? True, right. Who shot Who that cares? sword through his stomach? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. No. Man, talking about this makes me realize I didn't even really use the internet, dude, like at all until like 2008. <laughs> it was weird. Like I was a poor kid, so I didn't have it. I remember all my friends did. Uh, I remember I had to go to the library all the time to get online, and I remember all the time, like, me and a buddy, we would, like, run spy reconnaissance so we could pick out or print out naked pictures of girls. <laughs> like, we'd have to get the nice. computer, like, with the screen that didn't face out. Faced away, and, yep. And then you'd have to, like, you'd have to hit print, and then you'd have to send your buddy to, like, be waiting at the printer to be, like, grab it so that... You have it, man. Oh, and those were back in the days when when the monitors were fucking gigantic. Oh yeah, it was like the huge monitor that was like uh, yeah. the CRT style shit. You could degauss it. You remember degaussing? No. You never did that. We press the button and it would like shake the screen and like do a oh degaussing was so cool. Was that to prevent like screen burning? I think some of that and just to like refresh it if it was like getting fuzzy. It would like oh that's weird. Yeah, I've never oh. even heard of that. It was like, yeah, you don't see it at all anymore. You don't need to with fancy LED, baby. Did we you ever watch that that awful Adam Sandler movie, uh, Grown Ups? I've seen Grown Ups so many times. It's so terrible. I've seen I it like a hundred times. Yeah. Dude, what? Like the editing in that movie is the worst editing I've seen in any movie ever. Hi. Well, not only, like, dude, there's so many times where, like, they're shooting a scene, and then, like, the scene just, like, ends, and it fades to black, and then we just open in a completely new scenario. There's no setup, (laughs) no nothing. It's like, they're outside fishing, and then, like, uh, what's his fucking face? Rob Schneider gets an arrow through his foot, and then it fades to black, and suddenly we're driving to a basketball game, like... Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> we, yeah, it just is so all over the place. It's awful. I love it. That movie is like it's really bad, but I unabashedly like actually really love that movie. And I've and I've had people like watch it and 
like I feel bad every time because by the end of it, they're like, that was awful. And I'm like, I know, right? Wasn't it great? But Man. I was talking about the computers made me uh, think of the scene where the kids were like, what? Why is this TV? What's up with the back of this TV? Like, oh. <laughs> when it was like a CRT. And I'm just like, man, yeah. it makes me want to punch a kid. They don't even remember, like, the fucking wooden encased ones. Did you ever see those? Yeah. Or that? I had one. Yeah, I did too, man. I grew and up then, with like, that shit. My mom would have, like, the Christmas village displayed on it. Mm. <laughs> on the top of it. Because mm. it's so. Remember the TVs that underneath, uh, right underneath the TV in the wooden part, there was a little slatted thing that you could pull up. And when you pulled it up, it held like five VHSs. Oh, no, I and didn't have go, that. That's sick. I did yeah, not Maybe have I that. had one that was kind of bougie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was probably bougie in like 1986, but of course, we had man. it in like 1994. <laughs> You're like, yeah, check this shit out, bro. Your neighbors are like, what? I got laser disc, dog. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have that. <laughs> have you ever seen a laser disc movie? No. 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 It's nothing that cool. Is what? is there anything like worth pointing out? Did you not Watch have it. to rewind them? Obviously. Well, obviously. <laughs> 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 Fucking show offs. <laughs> like back, back in the day like you didn't upgrade you just got a better vhs that just rewound faster or if you had a lot of money you had a separate rewinder yeah the fucking red cadillac rewind <laughs> yeah dude that thing was tight you'd get charged a fee if you took it back unrewound if they had to rewind it for you please be kind please rewind gotta fucking do it man don't be a dick that's how you know it's the same people that don't take their carts back to the fucking cart corral yo that is so obnoxious when you are like getting to your car and you see the cart corral surrounded by carts it's like did you just like were you playing shuffleboard with the cart (laughs) i do that anyways but i make sure it goes in but i love to like push it really hard from like far away <laughs> send it careening into the cart corral oh. before you push it really hard do you do like a test one to see if it's got like a curve to it and then like try to of course yeah try to just straight up eat that yeah i don't want to fucking send it into a car because that would be terrible sure maybe <laughs> unless they you know deserved it by just being a rich asshole and having a nice car you don't do it to a tesla though tesla's have auto-recording cameras all around them. Do they really? Yeah, dude. I've seen so many stories of people that get busted because they go to Kia Tesla, and it has, like, literally cameras everywhere that are motion-activated. So, What kind of douchebag just, like, goes out of their way? They just see a Tesla, and they feel compelled to key it. Dude, there are people like that in the world that are just assholes to be assholes. Just upset, like, miserable people. Like, yeah, stop. Just stop. Just be good. Stop. Just you stop. You need to stop. Yeah. Just stop. <laughs> oh, good times. Good it times. is good times, buddy. Sean, uh, you've been snowboarding like every fucking day, right? Yeah, today's the only day that I didn't go. Um, and it doesn't look like it's it's quarter to six. It doesn't look like I'm making it today. But uh, yeah, I had six in a row, man. Damn, dude. Six in a row. Is your uh, is your butt hurting yet? Hell no, man! I'm shredding down this mountain like it ain't nobody's business, dude. Yeah. This it it came quick, dude. As soon as I got it, I got it. Yeah, it's one of those things, right? You're like, oh, yeah. it just as it was the same thing with like golf. Like when you hit it right the first time, you're like, oh, that's how it is, and then yeah, that changes everything. It escalated quickly from like. Just kind of tepidly going down like the like there's a couple easier diamond trails. So tepidly going down those to like now yesterday it was fucking freezing. How how'd you like that? I'm trying to trying to get better about saying yesterday. And um, <laughs> even though it sounds like I have mar- 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 marbles in my mouth anyways. But yesterday it was freezing out. So I went up the the to the top. And just absolutely bombed down the mountain. Just like I'm feeling my jacket go flat, 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 flat behind me. And I'm like, hell yeah, that was awesome. 
<laughs> took off my board and got my car and drove the fuck home. <laughs> yeah, you just did one lap down? That's tight. One, one straight shot down the mountain, got in the car. Ten minutes later, I could feel my face, and I was, I was satisfied. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, do you, do you wear the goggles? Do you have goggles? Uh, I don't have goggles. No. I don't have goggles, but I have, like, a, you know, a full-on, um, like, neck warmer, like, face mask that covers. The neoprene thing? No, not neoprene. Like, this is a full-on, like, four boarding. It's, you know, nice and, um, it's like wool on the inside. Oh, okay. So, so it's super warm. There's not a time ever that I'm even cold, like, my toes get cold, but I 1,000% left my hat in the car, because I'm like, I'm just gonna bomb real quick. That was fucking regretted. <laughs> Dude, halfway down the mountain, I had the most insane headache. It's not even funny. From how cold the wind was belting me in the face. That's awesome. It was awful. And I felt like <laughs> such a moron. <laughs> but it, well, hey, yeah. it's okay. It's not bad. But dude, I've spent on average, I want to say like two and a half hours a day on the mountain each day. Good God, man. That's uh, that's really getting it. I'm proud yeah, of you, dude. buddy. Yeah. I'm already like looking at other mountains to be like, all right, where else can I go? <laughs> <laughs> this mountain's kind of run its course, but I mean it's I've fun. been I've been up there, dude. It's uh it's pretty pretty easy pickings, I feel, to find another mountain. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I've got a couple ski resorts right around here, and uh I'm super hyped because Actually, the reason why I missed it today is I had a, you know, a couple of our friends uh, and I know some people that listen to the show, uh, Zeus, Zeus came to visit and also Dave from the Caped Podcasters podcast came to mm-hmm. visit for the day. So we got to hang out today and play some, uh, some legendary, which is a board game, which was really awesome and uh, showed them around the area a little bit. And uh, that was a lot of fun. So I gladly traded a day in the mountain. To hang out with those guys. With the boys. With the boys. Did you make them play Magic the Gathering with you? I did not as... I did not. We had, we had other stuff that we had to get taken care of. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, yeah. Yeah. Other stuff that we had to get taken care of. And then it was just we only had enough time to just play one game of Legendary, which took like hour and a half, two hours. And uh, I was like, okay, it was just nice to hang out. There's been a, a lot of talk lately about D&D, man. Have you ever played D&D? Uh, that's how Nerdy Thursday started. Really? Yeah. So a little, that. yeah, fun little fact. Uh, Mitch, myself, uh, two of Mitch's cousins, and a friend of his, who's actually his wife's cousin <laughs> now, uh, they weren't even dating at the point. It was just one of his friends, and it happened to be her cousin. Um, but on Thursdays, we would get together, and we would play some, like, tabletop kind of, like, D&D Pathfinder shit. And we would uh, joking, we jokingly named the group chat Nerdy Thursday. Well, we goddamn, look at that. Yeah. So that's where it all started. Yeah, I see your shirt. I saw it as soon as the video chat oh, started. really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Dude, I, I recognize that logo from a mile away. <laughs> It is and Thursday. it's huge. You got you to wear it, man. You got to rep it. That's dope. Absolutely. Uh, was Mitch, uh, was he Dungeon Master? No, no. His uh, his friend that was uh, Caitlin's cousin, uh, mm-hmm. Tyler, he loves, like, Dungeon Mastering and, like, LARPing and doing stuff like that. So he did that, and that was my first experience. So, of course, I'm ridiculous, and I just tried to do the most ridiculous shit in the game. And he would he would like roll his eyes whenever I'd had a, a ridiculous idea, and he's like, "Roll for it." And I must be the most the luckiest roller in the world because I got away with doing so much stupid shit. It's not even funny. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but anyways, why did you bring that up? Was there? Uh, are you getting into some D and D or? No, I, I I actually I play. I think I've said it too. I, I've played. I don't like it. I've played it a couple times and I can't do, I can't get into it. Okay. It's it's, it's too loose for me. I okay. Prefer, That's fair. I prefer some defined structure, some rule set that I'm restricted within. That's why I like video games. I like something with an art style. I don't like to imagine. Is that why you don't like Breath of the Wild? Uh, no. I don't I'm just generally not a 
big, huge fan of open world games. It's kind of what's got me a little worried about Elden Ring. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, day of today's release, this release, you're listening right now. The new Pokemon game's out. Oh, shit, I'm is that so, it? Yeah, I'm so excited. I didn't even commit to pre- pre-ordering it until last weekend because I was so nervous because nobody was talking about it. They review embargoed it, and I heard Uh-oh. nothing about it. But what are the what are the two different versions this time? There is none. This is the first one ever that it's just one version. What? Yeah. That and people are saying lame. the reviews that are out now are saying it's one of the best Pokemon games ever made. So hmm. I'm super excited. Hmm. They also said that about Breath of the Wild, and they're saying this is the Pokemon. This is the Breath of the Wild of Pokemon, and that makes me less excited. But we will see. Yeah. I was going to say I'll wait till it goes on sale, but A, it's a Nintendo game. Those never go on sale. <laughs> That's so. not happening. <laughs> I, and B, I'm not, I'm, I can't fucking get it, dude. I got so much shit. I'm playing. I'm not getting anything else. I'm, well, if you ever I'm slow down, set. I went physical. I'll send it to you. I'm staying set in my my rules. My. I'm actually, I'm, I'm cutting back. I'm not going to get everything that's coming out. I'm just going to wait for some of it later because it, those will drop in price for sure. Yeah, and there's no sense that we talked about this last week. There's no sense in juggling all of these games when you know you're not going to dedicate the time Mm -hmm. to it. It's like that person that reads eight books at a time. Are you really getting all of it, everything out of this? Probably not. It's like me with like 20 different YouTube tabs, and I watch five minutes of one, and then I jump to another. It's like, ah, I should probably watch all of one, but... Who's yeah. got time for that? Nobody. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't you nobody should, got time for that. You should start a TikTok channel for TikTok thing just for this channel and yeah. only be you re- reacting to four different YouTube clips at once. <laughs> <laughs> it should just be me, but I'm I use the audio for the Ain't Nobody Got Time for That Lady and I just re-upload that every day. That's it's like that's gonna be the TikTok. At three thirty-three every single day, I have a Facebook <laughs> notification that the same photo of Jeff Goldblum every single day is reposted at three thirty-three Eastern time every single day, and it's just him going like this. That thing's got to be because you can like schedule post. Somebody probably has to have like they read a bot to yeah. do that every day. That's cool though. I've seen that. There's also, I see it a lot on Twitter. It'll always be Daniel Craig, and he says, "Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend." <laughs> and they always post it on Friday. That's awesome. It's uh, because that's the world we live in. Yeah, you need reminders for stuff like that. Apparently, you know what other world we live in, Sean? A world where man and pig coexist. I guess so. <laughs> and junkies steal pigs and people know that junkies steal pigs i guess so i woke up this morning to a message from you with a picture of the screen and a message <clears throat> saying this is not what i expected and it's not man this is not what i expected at all and that was like five minutes into the movie yeah because... and then an hour later you're like this is not what i expected well all right so first of all I did very little research on this movie to the effect that, like, I thought this movie took place in, like, the 1800s. (laughs) (laughs) And that, like, Nick Cage was just, like, a truffle hunter that lived out in the woods and some, like, other bandits from medieval times came and stole his pig and he went on a revenge (laughs) tear to get his pig. That is not what this movie is about at all. Not even close. This movie is actually set in modern times. And that's why, like, I sent you that five minutes in because he's in a car. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) There's cars? This is current? So I was immediately blown away and thrown off. But then it was kind of cool once it settled in. And I got over that fact. That's too funny. And the movie definitely, in the first couple of minutes, it gives the impression of what you were just exactly. talking about. Because he's a yes. fucking hermit in the middle of the woods. He's a hermit out in the middle of shit. Yeah, he has no electricity, nothing. It's just him and this fucking pig. And he looks like a homeless fucking old English dude or whatever. And then, yeah, 
Then the bright yellow Camaro pulls up, and I was like, what in the fuck? (laughs) Now, that is something I got a lot about this movie when it came out, was everybody's like, you've got to see this movie. It's not what you think it is. Mm -hmm. Because I guess when... I never really saw a trailer for this movie, but apparently it made it out to look like John Wick, but with a dog. Yeah. Or, but with a pig. Yeah. And so I guess the trailer said that. And even loading this up on Hulu, because, guys, you can watch this on Hulu if you haven't seen it. Stop stop this right now and go watch it on Hulu. And then come back to us. But it says thriller in the title. This movie is not a thriller in the slightest. No. Like, in the slightest. It's not even an action or revenge movie. I don't know how this movie's rated R, honestly, because it says violence and some language or language and some violence and i'm trying to remember what violence there was outside of like at, at the, the beginning, beginning well in i the guess fight club ish get... scene sure the chef's fight club which what <laughs> how many of those have you been to Sean? none but i fucking this... want it to be a thing i know right this is like this is your industry i was gonna say are, are you not running a fight club what's going on here we don't talk about that, man. <laughs> Especially with the recent passing of Robert Paulson. Oh, man. If only he could have done anything to prevent his untimely passing. I feel so sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> shit. Where, <laughs> where was I going with this? I don't even remember. Uh, we were talking about you we? hosting underground fight clubs because that's a oh, thing, yeah. I guess. Rated R. Chefs yeah, and waiters do. Yeah, that makes sense now, actually. I take it back. Totally. There was a shitload of F-bombs, too. F-bombs and the fact that he wears, like, his wounds the entire fucking movie. <laughs> so, do you need and it just doctor? gets more and more no. gruesome. I love that. <laughs> do you need medical help? No. Thank you. I like how he says thank you when he says no. It's just like, oh, well, that's nice. But also, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> what is, like... I do say, like, Homeboy did possibly go a little off the deep end after his wife died, but also, like, sure, fuck it. He's also an eccentric. Mm. Whatever. I was reading some things. Because ultimately, this movie is... This movie, it's so weird when you watch this movie and you get to the end and you realize what it's about. But ultimately, it boils down to how people deal with grief. (laughs) And like loss. And I think it's fascinating. I watched this and then read an article right after it because I'm like, wow, I I really I I need more from this. This is one of those movies that I'm just like. This movie was incredible that like I'm going to play my or show my hand right away. Like I loved this movie and they like started breaking down like his way of dealing with grief and loss was to just completely isolate himself and go out and find something else to love. And just, it's just the two of you. And then it goes to Amir's grief with his mom and then his dad and how he deals with his wife. And like, when you take a step back and see how people deal with loss and grief. And like, if you've been through that, like this movie hits so fucking hard. It's a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> did, Shit, did, man. It, did the article you read also mention uh, the Greek mythology undertones that are present no. throughout? No. So no. like, uh, it, get into that, man. Ari's dad sort of represents Hades and the fact that like he runs the underworld and his wife he keeps uh, trapped there as he does because you know she's not actually dead; she's in a coma after her suicide attempt. So. There's a lot of these references and like, you know, Nicolas Cage's character has to get through the underworld. He has to go through Mm -hmm. his own representation of dealing with the grief, which he does via the pig. Incredible. Yeah. The pig is like representing his wife and like he has to come to grips with like his wife dying via the surrogate of the pig dying because spoiler alert, the pig dies too. The the pig is in this movie for all of five minutes, the opening five minutes of this movie. And we never I see was it again. devastated when I found out that the pig was dead. Well, just like I, Nicolas Cage was. Like, at that point, th- this movie is so 
well done and written and the develop the way that it unfolds mm-hmm. and each of the chapter like even having chapters yeah in this was fantastic and each one of them relates to a different meal that is eaten through the movie and that's just absolutely wonderful to begin with but by the time you reach that end where you know that when you find out that the pig dies there is this emotional attachment that you can just absolutely feel yes with well, it, with nick the, cage's character with the pig Rob. with the grief and shit that hits him in that performance yeah. nick cage nails it man he he's really good in it in it in it it's so well done in not only just his grief but the way that his grief affects other people yeah and the way that amir's view towards him from the very beginning of the movie to the end at the beginning where he's just like, do you want a phone man? Like, I don't want to show up here one week and you just be dead. Cause I'm the only one that would give a shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't even care Yeah. <laughs> to, to the end of the movie where it gets to this <clears throat> point where there is a connection between the two of them because of this stupid fucking pig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he won't let it go. And it, it's also like, he obviously has some things with his dad too, so he like helps him get revenge on his dad, and he cooks the meal that he and his wife had forever ago, and then, you know, he tries to kick Nick Cage out. And that's a I really like that scene too. There's again, this movie was not what I expected, but I was glad that I was along for the ride. Yeah, but also yeah, that, apparently this was a ride. The that pig was a total asshole. <laughs> And as one of the main factors, it was in the movies for such a small amount of time. One thing, they didn't have the budget to get a trained pig. So that pig had no training at all and would quite frequently, many times, bit Nick Cage. <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh-huh. I, man, if you told me that before I watched this movie, I, I don't think I would have known, man. Like It's just good movie editing. Fantastic movie editing. Oh, Amir's from old. I was trying to figure out where he was from. He's also uh, from Hereditary. Oh, yeah. He's the brother. Mm-hmm. Wow. He's been in a lot of stuff. And a lot of he's good in stuff. All the Jumanjis. He's in the Green Knight, is he not? Yeah, uh, no. That's not he him? He's not. Nope. Nope. Because I thought he was him. I thought that he yeah. was that character. Uh, until actually, I thought this actor was multiple people for a while. That was De- uh, Dev Patel. Uh, this yeah, is Alex that's, Wolf. Right, that's right. That's right. That's uh, right. I thought that this was like Dylan Sprouse or whatever from the Sweet Life of Zack and whatever. <laughs> you did, yeah, dude. <laughs> he's also. <laughs> it it looks another, like a grown-up version of that. <laughs> he's also from another Adam Sandler movie, uh, Little or Big Daddy. Yeah, that was that was the Sprouse kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks just like him. Holy, you like think, even now. No, because the Sprouse kid has like blonde hair. So he could have dyed his hair. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of Alex Wolf right now, literally with the name Alex Wolf above him, and I'm looking at him like, nope, that's that's Dylan Sprouse. What <laughs> if like, it, are why you sure are you lying to me, IMDb? Are you sure it's Dylan? What if it's Cole? Well, so. here's the thing. I couldn't remember the other kid's first name. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just going with Dylan the whole time. <laughs> Man. So all right, number one. I know you're a big Nick Cage guy. Yeah. So that was also also in case uh listeners haven't picked up on it, we've kind of started a thing for whatever reason that we're running with animal themed movies. Uh yeah. so we did Lamb, now we're at Pig. Uh I think we got something up next too. We'll get to that a little bit later. But I wanted to get back uh to Nick Cage a little bit, because I want to. Have you ever seen the movie The Weatherman? Um, <clears throat> yeah, the family f- flick. Yes, I loved that movie. It's not really a family flick. It's another another one of these. Like it's Nick Cage where he's weather. Is that where he's depressed? Yes. 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 So I mean, uh, it, it, it ta- it's about his family, but I, when you say a family flick, it, I usually mean like. A happy thing like Homeward Bound. Oh, okay. So I was I just uh, typed it in. I was picturing like the cover, and it looks like a family flick. But yes, I remember seeing this movie, and I really like this movie. Yeah, I was gonna say I like it too. It's another good serious Nick Cage where he actually gives a yeah. good performance. It's weird that like 
the dude has the ability to do that, and then he can also just... I don't know, man. The guy's a fucking enigma. I don't get it. <laughs> There's something about Nick Cage in that it doesn't matter if it's a good movie or a bad movie. You always know that he will be the best part of that movie. <laughs> and pretty for good some reason, yeah. it makes it worth, no matter what movie it is, he almost makes it worth seeing just to see what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like this one wasn't necessarily him being the star, him being the star of this. I feel like every aspect, every character in this movie really worked so well together to have it just be oh, such a great, well-rounded flick. It wasn't all about him. The character development of everybody else, if they had larger roles were great and even if they didn't have large roles it almost seems like because he's returning to this life of he's a chef from portland that left that world because he was so renowned every character that you come across that has some sort of reverence towards him i feel like just gave it even more background Uh and backstory without having to go super heavy into exposition i like when he uh (laughs) Fucks with the one chef at the, <laughs> the the Trinity restaurant. Didn't you want to open a pub? Well, I love so like another thing that I had. Uh, so that dude has like his whole thing with his food is that he's deconstructing it, you know? Yeah. He's I love break- how that's a joke on the current industry. Well, that but he's, he's breaking it down. But then that's exactly what uh, Nick Cage does to him. He fucking breaks him down he deconstructs him and makes him fucking gets him back to his base level i thought that was a really cool little little a little touch i love that it it really comes through as that chef mentor like up until this point you don't see really him acting like his previous self until this moment and this moment was huge and that he talks to him he's like Man, I fired you after like two weeks and I asked uh-huh. what you wanted to do. Like, why didn't you do it? Like, oh, I, I think that's brilliant. And working around a couple of executive chefs, sure. like, I'm not a cook myself. Like, I will straight up admit that I would love that would be that is such a fascinating role to me. But I work with people who worked under executive chefs and see their relationship and how it's almost fatherly. Yeah. Like, especially if you get like really close and you, you know, you're out of the kitchen, you're not throwing a knife at somebody for doing something (laughs) stupid, but like, man, so well done. Sorry. I'm done gushing back to what (laughs) keep gushing. It's a fuck. I had another point I was going to bring up about it, but I can't remember it now. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, so this—that's what yeah. a, a nice thing that that scene also sets up because he says, "I fired you after two weeks because you couldn't make spaghetti right, or he couldn't make some sort of pasta right." And that he kept also cooking the pasta. Yeah, that's also setting up uh, Robin's fantastic memory, which comes into play later when he fucks with the dad that killed his pig by cooking him the same meal that was the last time he and his wife were happy were when they ate this magical meal. And then he tells mm-hmm. him, I remember every meal I cooked for every person ever in my life. And that's why he made that meal for him. So such a wonderful touch. And you get little hints of that when he goes off of when he's in a mirror's apartment for the first time and he's eating that shitty French toast. Cause it wasn't made with stale bread, uh-huh. which I thought was a nice little touch. Um, and that he starts going on and on about this earthquake and every 200 years. And you can tell that either he is a complete raving lunatic or he is <laughs> like brilliant and has a great memory. <laughs> yeah. And, and is a smart guy. And it's interesting that you keep bring you keep mentioning um, at the end that they fuck with the dad and that I didn't know how to take that. I couldn't figure out if. <clears throat> if. When they meet for the first time and he's like, were you always like this or just only after she died? Yeah. You know, that that little barb. And then it gets to the point where he is cooking exactly what they had for them. And I'm like, is he showing him love again? 
But also in the back of my mind, I'm like, that's a really fucked up thing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that well, is so manipulative. So and on that note, I like that you brought that up because he, he when he asks him that, he's like, have you always been like this or just after she died? I like that immediately the dad turns around. And he says, what about you? Because he's been, literally he's doing the same thing since his wife died. That's when he became the recluse and shuffled away and. Locked yeah. himself out from everybody else in the world. So it was, uh, yeah. I like how in the article that I read, it said that the dad isn't necessarily a bad guy when you break it down and you kind of listen to the conversation. And I didn't pick up on this, but when I, you know, read it and thought back, I'm like, wow, that's not a bad point. And that he's not necessarily a bad guy, but he's a guy that's trying to protect his son and have him do what he think is right for his son. Mm-hmm. And that like he learns that he's dealing with with Robin Feld, you know, this renowned dude who like just lost his shit and went to live in the woods. And then once his son starts doing good, he's like, okay, you need to pump the brakes here. And that's when he starts fucking with stuff. It's just And steals the pig. And steals the pig. There is and then you and you see a heartbreak in him when he has to break the news that the pig died. Yeah. There's just like so well, much. Sorry, go ahead. I don't know. There's just so many layers. He's like a fucking ogre, man. Like all of these characters are like ogres. And I didn't <laughs> expect these characters to have so many goddamn layers in a movie that I didn't expect this much from. Well, and you know, that's what I, he, he tried to protect Robin from the news at the first by saying that he wasn't going to give him the pig. He's like, I'll give you $25,000 for yeah. the pig. He was trying to cover up and just, like, make it okay, and hopefully he would just go away and forget about the pig because the pig is dead. But he didn't want to tell him that, so that was a nice little cover thing. And that gets touched on uh, upon at the end. I only have one thing written down about this movie that I wanted to bring up, and it is at the end of the movie when they are sitting in the diner, and he's just sitting there just staring off, and Amir asks... He goes, Rob, what are you thinking about? And like, I've been in that situation, you know, and I know a lot of people have been in that situation where you have, you lose someone very close and Mm -hmm. you just sit there and you just stare and you just think, and somebody can ask you, what are you thinking? And you say nothing, but literally everything. Right. But instead of saying that, he says something that I've thought a thousand times in a, in a different, you know, situation and scenario where he goes if i never came looking for her in my head She'd she still would be still alive. be alive mm-hmm. and that touches back to the dad like him not wanting to tell him and just paying him off that's almost like a mercy thing to do because mm-hmm. in his head the pig might still be alive yep exactly that is th- that line as soon as it was said i was like holy fuck I mean, yeah. that is so deep. And you have a mirror sitting there who says his mom's dead, but will still go to visit, but never really look at her because in her, his head, she's gone, but she's literally, she's still there, mm-hmm. but she's gone. Ooh, this was an emotional, this was an emotional ending for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, man. It was, it was a good movie. I like, uh, I just wanted to touch on, one more thing that happens in the yeah. diner scene, uh, because I think Nick Cage says probably my favorite line in the movie, which is, we don't get a lot of things to really care about. And that one really hit me, because that's also true, man. You you get so little to care about, and it just sucks, because one of the things he did care about was that pig, and uh, that was yeah. taken from him. At the but, diner? Uh, no, that was at the, the restaurant with mm-hmm. the with the With, with the, the jerk guy. guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was... Yeah, this is a fantastic movie. <laughs> it was it was really, like I said, it was not what I expected. But uh, yeah, I'd say I, overall, I also really enjoyed it, buddy. Um, to the point that I think I'm ready to give it a rating, pal, if you are. Yeah, I, I'm ready to give it a rating. I know we are all over the place kind of talking about this movie. And honestly, if you've made this far and you haven't seen the movie, please just Go watch it and then listen to our thoughts again and like maybe the thoughts that we had about some of the thoughts that maybe you had while watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's worth watching. Uh, do you have a rating system, Kyle? 
Bet I don't yet, buddy. I didn't know if you maybe did. Um, yeah. Okay. This is going to be kind of off the wall, but uh, picture this. Sicily, 1943. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. You're in a shack in the middle of the woods, Uh right? You're sitting there with your pig. Sure. It's in the middle of the night, and you hear the door get kicked in. Bunch of tweakers, as they're called in the subtitles. Bunch of tweakers come in to steal your pig. In this situation, the more tweakers that are coming to steal your pig, the better. How many tweakers do you want coming through that door with a max capacity in that room of 10? Mm, okay. <laughs> How many tweakers are stealing your, your truffle pig? Uh, so the, <laughs> the amount of tweakers that, that storm in through the door uh, yeah. is going to be nine. Nice. So nine tweakers storm in. Uh, and then after those nine tweakers, the person that knocked the door in, uh, a little half man from the torso up, uh, rolls in on a skateboard. So nine and a half people, <laughs> people come into the room. Tweakers. Nice. That's what, that's what I'd give this movie. Nine and a half. I like how that's, I like <laughs> that that's how you got to the half portion of nine and a half. It was delightful. <laughs> oh. What about you, buddy? I'm, dude, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it from beginning to end. I'll give this a straight up 10 tweakers are barging into my room to, uh, to steal my beloved pig. I, I didn't even touch upon this, but the moment when he gains the courage at the end of the movie after all of this loss to finally listen to the cassette tape from his wife. On her birthday. Yeah. It was heart wrenching. I was this close to tearing, like tearing up and crying. The movie was a roller coaster, and I was here for every second of it. I love the movie. Nice. I don't know if you stuck around for after the credits, but there's some positivity in that you can hear Nick Cage breathing and digging with the shovel, and you can hear the sounds of a new pig. Oh, okay. I. Uh, so this is what I do every time we watch a movie for this, and I'm at home. I always go to aftercredits.com or whatever and search. I just type in, honestly, Google. I'm making it sound fancy. I Google pig after credits, and I click on the top link, and it said no after credits, no whatever, so I didn't even stick mm-hmm. around. Yeah, so it, it wasn't really like it's not a scene. It's just after yeah. the song from his girlfriend fades out, then you hear that. So, it, And that's actually – I love that because they did we didn't even say this there is a point in that movie where he go where Amir goes why can't you just get another pig he's like I don't need a pig to find truffles yeah. the trees tell you where to find the truffles I don't need a pig I love her Yeah And like you feel her him say I love her with every ounce of his body right mm-hmm. And so it makes me kind of happy to know that he has another pig to just love Exactly. I felt the same way when he said it. I picked up my dog and I hugged on him because I just love my dog. Aww. And I'd do anything to get him back if somebody took him. God damn it. I'd do was it. it. Beefcake or Bentley? Which one do you love more? It was Beefcake who was fuck. sitting next to me at that point <laughs> and who I could easily scoop. But I would have also scooped Bentley if he'd been close. <laughs> so just throwing that oh out there. God. But yeah, Sean, good good recommendation. Um, I like that. I like that. Uh, I'd never seen this movie. Had you seen it? No. Yeah. I regret not seeing it in theaters when it was here in theaters. Ah. But well, I had to drive like 35, 40 minutes to go see it if I wanted to see it. Don't. And don't, yeah. I didn't want to see it that bad. Well, I like that uh, we're going to continue with this weird little animal movie trend until we get tired of it. But uh, I think we got the next one picked out. I don't know if we actually fully agreed to it. Well, I, I saw a list of like 17 movies, so yeah. I'm not sure which one we, which one did you think we were going with? I thought uh, Anaconda. Okay, we can do Anaconda. Have you seen I Anaconda? I saw that in theaters. Yeah, you I did? saw it in theaters when I, I was did a little too. kid. I saw it in and theaters too. That's I haven't awesome. seen it yet. And that is uh, where my irrational fear, spoilers uh, for the next episode, not irrational. Wow, this is completely rational. Where my rational fear of tracheotomies comes Ooh, from. Oh, yes. And fucking bees and wasps. Ugh. Yeah. I really don't want to see that scene again. That's going to happen. I'm excited. I'm, I'm still, I haven't seen Anaconda in a long time, but it's funny enough. Want- my, 
one of my good buddies, Nathan. It's like his mom's favorite movie. And literally. That's almost, weird. Almost every time I'd go to his house to like hang out with him and I'd walk in, she'd be watching that in the living room. She watched that movie all the fucking time. Okay, so it's not currently her favorite movie. I don't. I haven't seen Nathan's mom okay. in years, but okay. it might be. I should ask him. I'll find out before we record next time. Listeners, as you're listening right now to this, just know that in this very moment, Nathan's mom is somewhere watching, watching. Anaconda. <laughs> <laughs> but fucking a man. Uh, until then, though, uh, Sean, what can the listeners go do? Man, you can. Uh... Man, you were off to a really good trend of like coming up with clever shit to say. I got another one. Go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna say go fuck yourself, Kyle. What What can you tell the listeners to go do? I think they can go truffle themselves. (laughs) That sounds sexual. (laughs) Bye, everybody.